You've now locked into Living Blessed, the podcast, where we're talking the highs, the lows, the darkest moments that we've all hidden from the world, and everything in between. This is the moment of truth. This is why we're living blessed. And now, your host, Jovan J. Palmer. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Living Blessed, the podcast. I'm your host, Jovan J. Palmer. And as always, we have stories of people just sharing the vulnerable moments and things and how they've gone through these things and how you, too, can get through what they've experienced. And if you experience what they experience, you, too, can do it, too. So I have a friend on the, on the line, not on the line, but here at the podcast, should I say, <laughs> Mr. Nick, how are you feeling today? Good. How are you? Good. I appreciate you coming out. Yeah, of course. Good. So you recently went through the podcast challenge, right? Yes, and I did. You did. How'd you, uh, how you enjoy it? I'm, I'm doing, I'm going through the process. Okay. But I have a two-year-old, so she just started school. Mm-hmm. She had her first week of school, got okay. sick. So now we're back on track. Back on it. Okay, okay. So, yeah. Gotcha. So, I'm excited. Gotcha. So, I reached out to, since I saw a bunch of new podcasters coming out, so mm, this is an opportunity to kind of get some more people to yep. my podcast and see who, since I've been kind of watching day, doing Dave's podcast and also, you know, doing my own podcast, you know, it's an opportunity for individuals to kind of like start talking more who don't talk much and or who want to share their story and kind of help kind of like start their podcast and get going on. So, I was like, this is a perfect opportunity. And you reached out. Yep. And we had talked in um, <laughs> Messenger, and you told me a little bit. I was like, oh, this is amazing. I want to yeah. hear more. <laughs> so, um, let's get into it. I know you got, you're got you on a time crunch right now. So, let's yeah. get into it. Let's, let's start about who you are first. Introduce okay. yourself to the people, and let's get into it. So, my name <laughs> is Shanique Luke. I am a love preparation coach. A love preparation coach. Yes. So, Ooh. I help. Women who desire marriage prepare and position themselves for a God-designed marriage. Um, And so why I'm here is kind of how I got to where I am. So I'm currently married, been married three years, have a two-year-old. But I was the queen of situationships. Mm. So always got into these long-term committed relationships with no commitment. Well, (laughs) long-term relationships. With no commitment, Um, doing everything a wife would do with no commitment. And so I actually wrote a book in 2017, um, Sleeping Sound and Single. Sleeping Sound. Sleeping Sound and Single. And Single. Because most of the time we're not sleeping well at night because we desire marriage so much. So my goal was to show women that you can desire marriage and still have peace during that single season is not a punishment. And so when I wrote the book, it was kind of my testimony, Mm -hmm. getting to a healthy relationship, getting commitment, trusting God. And um, when I wrote the book, I got such a huge response from other women saying, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of going through the same thing. So I said, okay, well, let me take this a step further. Okay, okay. So, yeah. So you took it a step further and wrote the book. Well, I'm or in coaching now. In coaching so now. pursuing, you know. So from the book turned into coaching. Yep, because I was coaching everybody after I wrote the book. So I said, <laughs> you know what? Let me learn how to do this yeah. professionally. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So you said that you were the queen of situationships. Yes. Let's go back to the queen. Well, before we go there, let's go back to childhood. Okay. So you're from where? I was born in the Bahamas, but I was really? raised. You're Bohemian, yes. right? Okay. Yes. Uh, raised in Decatur, Georgia. Got you. Mm-hmm. So how did you go from Bahamas to Decatur? So my mom came to Georgia to pursue education. She okay. went to Georgia State, and then eventually my sister and I 
came here with her. Got you, got mm-hmm. you. So what was it like growing up in Decatur? Um, I mean, it's, it's popping. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it's greater in Decatur. Okay. Uh, but, no, I mean, I uh, grew up in a single-parent household. My dad um, lived in Florida. Okay. So I think to kind of answer where you're going, I didn't have the example of um, – a healthy relationship, you mm. know. Saw my parents fight a lot. Didn't really know what what success looked like in, I mean, not even marriage, just a relationship. Got you. So, um, you know, grew up in Decatur, went to Kennesaw State, and, um, well, I had some time at West Georgia. Okay. Flunked out, came home. <laughs> um, and then, you know, got myself together. Okay. And then graduated from Kennesaw State. So. Okay. I mean, most of my child, my life has been here in Georgia. So being kind of raised to desire marriage, like Southern, mm-hmm. conservative, you know, um, just always wanting to be married and have a family. But it was just getting really hard for me. Uh, I mean, I think my first relationship was like a year. I was like in the seventh grade. Like, okay. who, who does that, right? We, we don't count those. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I've always yeah, yeah, yeah. been in these long-term relationships really? forever. So every relationship that you've had since seventh it's, grade has been a year yeah, or longer. Yeah, absolutely. Really? <laughs> wow. So it's like, I've always been a girlfriend girl. So dating, I didn't know how to date. Mm. I would always, like... I mean, I pursued my relationships with the hopes that I would become married, you know? I thought I would, you know, be with the person I was with in high school. Like, that was always my mindset, right? So, I think my biggest issue was not knowing how to date and then not really knowing what a healthy... My first... um, I mean, I always dealt with infidelity, Mm -hmm. um, accepted it, and so that was just a way of life for me. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So that was a way of life for you. So what started this for you? Like, what was something that you say, you know what, this has kind of got me on the path of this type of lifestyle or life, should I um, say? You know, I think it was just my desire to be loved. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to be loved. Being, I just, that, that was the goal. I wanted yeah. to be married. Mm-hmm. I think I actually had a conversation with a friend of mine the other day, and I was like, man, I really, that whole ride or die thing. Like, I thought... That was, like, a real thing. Like, love is pain. Yeah. Ride or die. Like, you take um, so many things with you that are really unhealthy characteristics, mm. but you assume that this is the woes of love, but it's really not healthy. Right. And then you accept it, and then... I mean, infidelity was kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, my high school relationship. Like, I, I have, like, these... Four major relationships: high school, college, post college, and then adult. You know, like yeah, yeah, adult. Okay. And so, high school kind of set the tone for infidelity. Um, and then when I went into college, that relationship was just really toxic, um, and continuous infidelity. Mm. There were a lot of women, you know, and so. When I got into this particular relationship that we're going to talk about, <laughs> it didn't look like the same um, thing. No, it was really, really healthy. Huh. Um, never dealt with like 
College was crazy. Yeah. You got drive-bys. You got... Uh, drive-by what? Like, looking for who's at his house. Um, you had other women calling. Like, it was, like, habitual crazy. It was, you know... So, what, what made you stay in situations like that? Uh, he was really romantic. Uh, he... The college guy? Yeah. Okay, okay. So, you know, in high school, you don't really get to that extreme of, like, Yeah, yeah, you it's know, just more so... You, it's just what your mama said right. you can do, right? <laughs> and so he was really romantic, um, handsome. Like, it was just, you know, everything I thought I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I mean, nothing against him, right? Because um, I've come to peace with just where I was as a person. Yeah. You know, I had my, my ways, too. Um, and I just, I don't think I just knew what it was, it should have looked like. Mm-hmm. So I think we did love each other. I don't think we just knew how to love each other. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So when I went into the um, post-college relationship, it was, um, I didn't have to deal with other women. Uh, I felt like he was responsible like he had a good job like you know what i mean it was all the things if there were boxes they were being checked right and and i think i was able to identify at that point what i didn't want because of all the infidelity from the prior relationship that he was a good guy like straight up like i just didn't deal with the things that i dealt with in that relationship but that was kind of um, the start of the the big situationship because I we did everything but be committed because even for a while we never had a title. Mm. Um, but I was like, you know, I met him when I was twenty four. Um, I was like, it's cool. He's doing what I need him to do. He respects me. I don't have to deal with women knocking at the door or random phone calls or all that drama Mm -hmm. so it was good you know um so we stayed together for about four years maybe four and a half um now these four years are y'all committed or just y'all just really just in this so like it's we're we're in the situation but for me i'm committed because he's doing everything like i don't you know like i mean we even lived together at one point I'm talking about parents, his parents, like, like, Y'all, it's, it's a thing. It's, it's not a thing. Right. Exactly. Okay, okay, because okay. even, um, there were times like looking back, it was very clear. Like even he would kind of, um, step away from it and then come back, you know, but mm-hmm. I was, I think I was used to that part thinking, like I said, the woes of relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I think it was clear, you know, especially without the title. Yeah. Because that was the biggest thing. But I mean, I was I was like, I oh, don't, no, it's cool, whatever. And I never wanted to rock the boat. So that was another thing that I identified about myself. I did not like I'm still non confrontational, but mm-hmm. now I just know how to address things. Yeah. But before so <clears throat> the relationship in college was so volatile. Because we would argue, we would fight, like, and so here I am trying to do better, mm-hmm. not wanting that same type, those same type of habits to occur. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so I just won't say anything. 
So, but I would still be like, where's, what are, like, wait, am I lying? No, I don't <laughs> think at that point, I, I knew I wanted to be married. Mm-hmm. So when marriage would come up, it would be, I don't want that. Or, you know, what, you know what? I don't even remember if I ever asked that question, like, what are we? Mm-hmm. But I feel like I did put that pressure to be like, where is this going? Yeah. Um, so I remember around like year three, I was like, um, I think we should get engaged. And he was just like, no, like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. But still kind of pressing on with it because it was safe. Yeah. It wasn't like going, you literally went from like 100 to zero on the drama scale. So I always say he was a good guy, but he just wasn't good for me mm. because he didn't do all the extra stuff, but he didn't commit either. So um, I just think that I just kind of stay, you know, it was safe. Yeah. I just sat in it because I, th- I really thought we were going to get married. So I was like, okay, he doesn't want it now. But I think uh, I think we had a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think he made it clear, like, I don't want to get married. And so not getting married was never an option. So not having a title was cool. We were doing all the things. So it was like, okay, this works. But not getting married. And I, I think at that point he made it clear. So I was like, okay. And we did the back and forth because it was hard for me. Um to really let go. Mm-hmm. Like I found, this was like maybe, I, I think this was before we got, my husband and I got married and I found this old letter. And I was like begging him to just like be with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, I was like cringing <laughs> reading them. Like, oh God, Shanique. So did he never get the letter? Cause you had it? No, yeah, I never. Like I never gave so it. So like to more him. like a journal type type of. Situation. I know it was a letter. I just maybe I changed my mind or something. Okay, but it so, was like letter, you know. So let's rewind a little bit. Okay. So I know you mentioned earlier that you live in Georgia. Your dad lived in Florida. Mm-hmm. What was the relationship like between you and your dad? Um, you know, it wasn't healthy for a long time. Mm-hmm. I feel like I chased men the way I chased my dad. Mm. Um. Okay. Because, Explain on, elaborate on that a little bit. Um, so my mom and my dad, I remember them fighting a lot, but my mom really just trying to like make sure I was taken care of. Mm-hmm. And my dad, I mean, now looking at it, I think they were just trying to protect themselves. You okay. know what I mean? But uh, so my mom was twenty five when okay. she had me. My dad is three years older than my mom, so. 25 and 28 mm-hmm. you know um so my dad is married now okay so i think for a long time i was just angry because i wanted my parents to be together yeah, yeah, yeah. but i love my stepmom mm-hmm. like she's the bomb so even i remember wanting to hate her but i couldn't <laughs> you know what i mean like the evil so sweet just like, right yeah but she was so like so cool and so um, I just remember them fighting a lot. Mm-hmm. But my mom never said anything bad about him. I just remember her saying, like, one day, you know, or when we had conversations later on, like, one day she's going to see for herself. Yeah. I don't have to talk bad about him. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like he never was, 
I had access to him, but he wasn't like present in my life. Got you. Um, so when I was younger, I like it was just not good, you know, mm-hmm. um, just not consistent. But as I got older, like I remember probably around 21, I started reaching out more because I have two brothers. Got you. Um, and so I wanted to have a relationship with them despite the back and forth with my dad and mm-hmm. you know because it just wasn't healthy but like now we're good yeah, I have yeah, my yeah. daughter so that was something I prayed on for a long time gotcha and um but it just wasn't it wasn't good mm-hmm. like I didn't have a good image of my father for a long time um and I don't think until I really got into understanding relationships that mm-hmm. I really fully forgave him for gotcha. just not being there okay, okay um and I don't know you know, you hear his side of the story. You yeah. hear my mom's side of the story. I'm just like, I think they're just like too. They probably wouldn't have worked. <laughs> it probably was best the way. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're alike, very similar. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's, um, you know, defense mechanism. For sure, for sure. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I definitely, when looking back, understanding who I am now, I pursue men because mm-hmm. the same way. Because I, I would get mad at my dad. And then I go to church or talk to somebody and I'd be like, you know, what? I'm just going to forgive him. I'm just <laughs> going to call him. And then I would call him. So it was like me always like reaching, reaching out, out, dad, like, you. let's fix this. Mm-hmm. And then he would say something, hurt my feelings. And, you know, it would just be like, OK, I'm back in the way again. So it, I feel like looking back, the same thing I did with my relationships. Mm. So how long were you having those feelings towards your dad? I mean, I always wanted him there, but I think I saw like the way my mom responded. I know, like, I don't believe that she just was trying to do her best. For sure. And I, I think it just came off as her being angry at him Mm -hmm. or I just remember like the constant arguing on the phone type of thing but um yeah it just like my when I think back it just negative you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I don't even remember them really ever like even when I graduated from college he came and it was like the tension was so thick. Mm. I don't ever think I've ever seen them at peace with each other together yeah. or just in the same room. Right, you right, know? right, right, right. <laughs> so um, just leaving now, you know, looking at the relationship that I have with my daughter and my mm. husband, I'm like, man, what, how horrible, like, what type of impact did that have on me yeah. growing up? Mm-hmm. Because I've never seen them like peacefully and nicely. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I just think over the years, it just kind of turned into something else. And, gotcha. you know, they did their best. Gotcha. Now, fast forwarding back to the situation with the guy for mm-hmm. the four years. So now it's like you see the pattern. I guess you like you maybe didn't understand the patterns at the time of, you know, the dynamic of the relationship with your dad and mm-hmm. the dynamic of the relationship with the guy that you're with, you know, for four years, were there, was there any time in year one, year two, year or year three, even in year three and four, like you said, you know, I, 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 I got to get out of this. 
I always thought he was going to change his mind. Okay. What um, made you think he was going to change his mind? I just thought like if I showed up like a like a wife, you know, he was going to change his mind. Okay, he okay. was going to want to like fully commit to this. Yeah. Because it was so like even thinking about it now, I remember always asking about it, but then it's like there was no drama. So I think I equated not having to deal with other women mm -hmm. and no drama with it being so it's like you finally found peace in somebody yeah that's why i say he was a good guy but he just wasn't for me so it was like i didn't you're talking about coming from the prior relationship where you're having girls knocking at the door you're having to go drive by his house to see if someone's at his house or f catching him with people um or Hey, hearing rumors, like it was constant to not dealing with that at all. So it was completely different. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I'm not, this is better. Yeah. You know, and not to mention like, he just helped me um, professionally, like business wise, like mm -hmm. he helped me become more responsible. Like he taught me kind of the game when it came to like how to maneuver, um, with interviews and how to carry myself at work. Yeah. So I always had respect for him because I felt like I'm a better person because I'm with him. You right, know, I thought right. he was really smart uh, and I admired that about him. So in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm not dealing with the drama. I'm becoming better. So this has to be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and not to mention I had the relationships with his family. Mm -hmm. Like it felt like this could be it. Exactly. So I just held on to it, just thinking mm. one day until, you know, it's funny because I'm sitting here talking about this, but I felt like there was a conversation that was had that marriage wasn't an option. I don't know if I just missed it, but I remember a specific and maybe it was just growth in me where maybe I just heard it that particular time mm -hmm. where it was like, yeah, I don't want to get married. And so I'm like, OK, uh, not being your girlfriend is one thing, but I always thought. I want. I always knew I wanted to get married. Yeah. So maybe I just heard it that conversation, and I was like, okay, we, I need to walk away from this. And so, um, maybe I think we broke up. Probably got back, but at one point moved out, um, and then we we ended things, and um, we were apart for about a year. Mm -hmm. And then, now at this time, I had I had met my husband, but my husband was kind of still doing, like, we were dealing with each other, but it wasn't serious. So then, um, I'll never forget January. I get a text, like, hey, big head. Um, been thinking about you. So I'm like, okay, so this is how it works. Yeah, you yeah, leave, yeah. they come back, and then you live happily ever after, right? Right, right. So I'm like, okay. Cool. Now, at the time, I am dating my husband, mm -hmm. but he's kind of on the same thing. Like, I don't want no relationship. So I'm like, okay. So I start to entertain my ex at the time. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, I've been thinking. And so we start talking more. And it's funny because the year we were apart, my relationship with Christ, like, it was really established. Mm -hmm. And so I really got to know who he was and, you know, who I was in yeah. him. 
And um, I remember, like, kind of feeling like, eh, I don't know. I don't know about this. Uh, and But he was safe. Like, I, had, I knew him. There was comfort there. I knew mm-hmm. his family. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, okay, we, we can do this, you know. And so he started to kind of distance himself. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm kind of used to this. This mm-hmm. is what he does. Yeah. And But we were still dating. We were still talking. But I felt like he I felt like you kind of came back with the idea that this is what, this is where we're going to go. Yeah. So we were planning a trip. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. And then he was like, no, I can't do it. So I'm like, okay. But we're still... I think at that point we were still communicating consistently mm-hmm. and <laughs> then it just went like ghost. So I'm like, okay, what is, what is, what is this dude? Like, here, here we go again. Yeah, yeah. So at this point I'm confused. I'm frustrated mm-hmm. and I'm at work. I'm sitting at my desk. I think I had deleted his number, but I knew it by heart. So I don't. I just see the number pop up, and I'm pop up, and I'm like, "Oh, here he go. Here he he's doing this again. What yeah. does he want?" Right. <clears throat> don't answer. Continue going to work, and then a voicemail pops up. So I'm like, "He never leaves a voicemail. That's odd." And. I pick up the phone, listen to the voicemail, and he's like, hey, like, I just wanted to let you know that um, I have a baby on the way, and I'm getting married. And so, and I just wanted you to hear it from me before you heard it from anybody else. And so I'm like, like, I remember sitting there, like, like, what what just happened? You know what I mean? Like, what just happened? And I think I was in shock at that point. And so I hung up the phone and I went downstairs. Because every time I would use the phone for a personal phone call, I would always just go downstairs yeah. in front of the office building. So I called my mom and my sister on three-way, my older sister. And I'm like, this is what just happened. So I'm not, like, I'm cool at this point. Okay. But they are going in. they like, I'm about to go over there. <laughs> Like, we about to pull up. What's yeah, good? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't believe him. And they're just, and, I, and I'm like, okay. I, I still don't think at that point it had really set in what happened. And so I go back up to my desk thinking like, oh, this is cool. And then the tears just like, <laughs> they're like, I can't, like, I can't control myself. So I go to my manager and I'm like, hey, like. I promise I'm not a drama queen. I promise I don't let my life interfere with um, my job. I can't do this. She's like, so she sees it's like I'm a wreck. She's like, go, just go. So, um, and just to give you context, it was at, I was working at by Cumberland Mall, and I lived in Tucker, right off mm-hmm. of Shambly Tucker. Um, so I take 285 to go home. Like, I remember this. So vividly. And I remember at the time, like, I'm, I can bear it. Like, I'm boohooing. The whole ride home. Yeah. But at the time, I remember, like, I remember this. Like, physically, 
I was, my heart was broken. I was like in shambles, but mm-hmm. something spiritually was like, are oh, you good? And I remember at the time my pastor was talking about praising God in the midst of the storm. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I'm like boohoo crying. I'm on the phone with my sister. Yeah. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Like, like boohoo. Like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And it felt so crazy. And I think that's really when I established, like, how to praise God, you know, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, so I go home. I'm just sitting there, like, and um, my mom was like, I'm coming over. I think my mom thought I was going to hurt myself. Got you. Yeah, yeah. And my, if, if you know my mom, which, I mean, you don't, but, like, my mom is very talkative. Mm. And I think that was the first time she did not have anything to say. Um, so uh, the apartment we lived in was like, you know, the full connecting unit. Mm-hmm. And so when someone would come up, we would go in the back and let them in. But this time I just went out and I sat in the car with her. So she's like parked behind the building. So her car is running. And I don't think she knew what to say because she knew like. Yeah. You know, my expectations for the relationship. And um, I think at that point, I don't remember the time frame. She probably came after work. I probably left like midday. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like immediately after I left um, that she came over. So I had been crying, you know, that whole time. But by the time she got there, it was like there were no more tears left. Mm. And so literally it felt like dry. Um, and I just sat there in the car and my mom said, <laughs> which I wish, I wish you knew her. Cause yeah, you would yeah, be like, yeah. your mama didn't say nothing. <laughs> like, and so I just think she, she was, she just thought I was going to hurt myself. Mm. Um, and I think she probably asked me like, are you going to be okay? Or like the conversation was minimal. Yeah. Um, I just told her like, I'm okay. Mm, went back. And I think I just sat there and I texted him congrats. And that was like. And that was it. Yeah. So then I reached out to a, a friend, a mutual friend, mm-hmm. um, one of his good friends, <coughs> his girlfriend, who I had become friends with. And I was like, did you know? And she like, she was like, yeah, I knew, but he he asked me not to tell you. He wanted to tell you. And so I'm just like embarrassed. Like that was the first feeling. Like yeah. everybody knew except, except for, for me. Um, and I, I like heartbroken, like devastated. Like I probably should have went to therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like looking back, um, I just at that point I didn't think it was like I was gonna be able to recover. Really. Mm-mm. So it put you, like so. What was going through you and at this moment? What's going through your mind at this moment? Um, now, how are you feeling? Confused, like embarrassed. Like I remember just feeling really embarrassed yeah. because I, I, I don't think at that point I recognized that it was not his intention to be married and be with somebody else. But I just felt like, okay, it wasn't me, and I didn't see it. You know? Yeah. Um. And. I remember just just being hurt 
like physically heartbroken. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, you've heard stories about it or yeah. watch movies, but like putting that in, like, phys- like feeling that. So explain that feeling. I don't ever believe I've ever been like like pain. It's like pain in your chest. How long is that pain sitting there? Um, it lasted for a while, but then it was like uh, I couldn't. It lasted for a while, but I, like I said, there was a part of me as I'm going through this that knew that he wasn't the one, right? And I remember it was like God was stopping it. Mm. So I felt like God had put Mario, my husband, in my life for a reason, and I was really liking him. But here's this, you know, this other guy who I'm like, well, I know him. I know him. His safety is comfort. Yeah, I'm there. like, well, let's knowing that that wasn't yeah. the best situation for right, me, but right. like, I'm gonna entertain this. And like I said, I was dating both of them, yeah. so where I was like, okay. Um, let me just see if that works out because he's not really committed at this point anyway. But then what happened was I kind of projected what happened in that relationship onto Mario and I, Mm -hmm. and I just became like super controlling because I was afraid that the same thing was going to happen. So here here I'm dating him and he's like, um, I don't want a relationship. So I'm like, why is this happening again? Like, what is it? Okay, so I'm going to control this situation the most that I can Mm -hmm. in order for it not to happen again because no one's ever going to do that to me again. Yeah. So I feel like there were two parts to it. Like, I really couldn't um, focus on it because I was still, I was dealing with Mario. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it was like, still, how could he give this to this woman when I've been begging him for this, yeah, this was the one thing I wanted, right? So, like, it was like, how? Why is this happening? You know? So, um, I mean, at, oh, I was gonna say, it was like God was stopping it. Like God knew knew that I had a respect for marriage, and I. I would never interfere. So all the other times, like him telling me, I want this, I want that, I'm like, nah, nah. I'm going to change your mind. I'm going to change your mind. <laughs> but I wasn't going to interfere with that. Right, right, So that right. was going mm-hmm. to stop me from going back and forth with him. Okay. Because regardless of whatever happened or how heartbroken I was, I would never disrespect a marriage, you know? So I felt like God knew this is... Um, I always compare it to... You know, the Avengers where the Hulk kind of mass throws his fist down yeah, on the yeah, concrete yep, yep. and like everything, everything. just kind of comes up. Uh-huh. It was like God was like, no, this is not the direction I need you to go in. It was like that's what it felt like. And mm-hmm. every time I think about driving down 285 that day, that image mm. of like me driving and God stopping it. And I, I, honestly, it's nothing against him. I just feel like. God had a purpose and a plan for me. For sure. You, you know what I mean? And I was angry. I was really angry for a long time. Like, she took that away from me. She has my life. That's supposed to be mine. And what kind of got me through it was, of course, growing my relationship with Christ. But being able to identify that 
I think it was the thought. Like I always tell women about heartbreak. Don't think about him being with her. Don't think about, I mean, all kinds of images come in our head when it comes to another woman, right? But I had to get really black and white about it. Okay, okay. Like he didn't want to be with you and that's okay. How'd you get yourself to the point of it's okay? Um, I think it was just having trust that God had a purpose and a plan for me. And like physically, even though it was painful, like my heart and my spirit knew that like I trusted God to, that even though I'm going through this, there's a reason it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually I got to a place where I just recognized like, okay, it's okay to acknowledge that you loved him, that um, that you did have a relationship. But like I said, I think the when I think about him, it was like he was a good guy, but he just wasn't good for you. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was really what got me through because when I really began to dissect who he was, like it didn't matter the situation. He was never, like he was going to um, do what was right. Mm-hmm. Like that was always him. Yeah. He would be completely uncomfortable in the situation, didn't want to do it, but he would do what was right. So regardless of whatever the situation, like he's not going to be with me and then have a, a you know, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's like, no, I mean, I don't know the details of the situation. I don't know what it was about. Cause I tried to convince myself of so many things like mm-hmm. this is what, this is why this is happening. Yeah. Um, she did this to him. You know what I mean? Right, it's like, right, it, don't, right. it doesn't matter mm. because a man has a choice. For sure. So, and that was his choice. So it was like, I just had to accept it. Um, but understanding that I like in in the midst of the heartbreak, in the midst of the tears, I was like, okay, like this isn't what God had for me. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that. And but physically it was still hard yeah, to yeah, go yeah. through. Like, man. So how long was it how long did it take you? I want to touch on two points because you touched on two like very great things, mm-hmm. which was one was the acceptance. Mm-hmm. And then two, I want to ask, you know, how long did it take you to kind of get over that guy at that time? You know, because if your your heart was in it for three to four years. Yeah. And that's a long time to be with somebody to, you know, consume somebody else's energy in their space. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know that person through and through and to have to get over them and to see somebody else in your position, mm-hmm. how was it getting, like, what were the steps that you did to get over it? You know, was it prayer? Was it journaling? Was like, What was it? So I think you have to remember we had broken up and we were already apart for a year. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, that, a part of that had already been resolved through that time apart, right? So I feel like the, me entertaining us being back together was just like my level of like comfort and Mm -hmm. insecurities and trying like moving into a new space with a new guy right you know what i mean so it's like um so i i feel like i knew i probably shouldn't have entertained it in the first place Mm -hmm. but i was like oh okay like this like yeah Yeah. yeah um but definitely prayer i remember I started to pray for them 
like as the couple. That's a mature um, thing to do. Well, that so that was the thing. Um, I'm very uh, aware, but I feel like I was developing at that time. Yeah, so I did things to like challenge. You know, okay, the Bible says pray for your enemies. Right. You know, because, and I think what really helped me was that I just acknowledged my care for him. Like, I couldn't say, like, it hurt, but I genuinely wanted the best for him. Yeah, for sure. Like, I genuinely, like, when I got down to the root of it, I just began to identify, like, I, okay, like, you love this man. Why do, why do you... Why would you wish bad things on him because he's with someone else? You know mm. what I mean? So yeah. it was like, once I was like, okay, this just did not work out. It's okay. It doesn't represent who you are. You learn from it. I think the biggest thing that I did was I just wasn't honest with myself throughout it. Because I should have walked away from it a long time before. Right. Um, and so that kind of helped me to just get to an accepting place. Mm. I remember probably a year later when I was just like, okay, this is okay. You know, um, I'm going to come out of this and God is still going to mm -hmm. give me the thing that I'm praying for, which was a, a loving, healthy relationship, yeah. not just any marriage, right? And I sent him an email and I was like, I forgive you, and um, I, I think I told him, like, your daughter or your family is beautiful or something like that, because I was like, I'm, I'm not going to allow this situation to change who I am or change what I desire, you know what I mm -hmm. mean? Um, because it could have. Yeah. Like, it could have went so differently. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it went all the way back. Like, like old college, you could have came out. Listen, and she was <laughs> off the chain and crazy, by the way. Um, thank God for change. Uh -huh. But, um, yeah, I could have handled it differently. But, you know, that year was really when I started to, like, seek God. Yeah. When a situation happened, what does God, what does the Bible say? What does God say? How should I handle this? You know, and, like, really trying to live it. But I, I ain't going to lie. <laughs> This is about five, ten percent of you. <laughs> it was hard. It was hard. Yeah. Um and I was just so angry for so long. But when I so at this point, me and Mar Mario and I are still kicking it. And I remember he said to me, like, I really like you, but like all this other stuff. Mm. Because that's um they, they, like I have a type, okay? So they had a lot of similarities, but then here's the same, here's another guy telling me, I don't want to be in a relationship. So I'm like, okay, it's me. Mm. You know, even the guy from college, we went back and forth for so long, yeah. you know? Um, and it was like, okay, I am experiencing the same thing in three different relationships. It's me. Yeah. You know, really having to look at myself and say I'm the common denominator. And that was hard because I always pointed the finger at them. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, he cheated. He got married. He's having a, you know, but here it is. I'm with I'm with uh, Mario and I'm like, "Okay, Lord, like help me to like if it's if this is the man that you have for me, help me to correct 
the things that I'm doing. Yeah. Because at this point, I'm I realize it's me. And it was like, um, it was hard to accept that because the one thing that people ask you when you're um, not married or right, you know, coming up on your thirties, everybody's like, "What's wrong with you?" Mm. So here I am having to identify and acknowledge that there is something wrong with me, right. that there are some things that I need to change. And that was like really hard to do. I bet. I bet. <laughs> because, um, like I said, I was playing the blame game, mm-hmm. you know, but there were things that, you know, I, I was doing that just wasn't conducive to a healthy relationship. Yeah. Um, but I think the most hurtful part of the whole situation was that he didn't call me. Like when I would think about it, I was like, "Dang, I can't, I can't get a conversation." Did he reply to email or anything? Um, so he did reply to the email, but that was like a year later. So like the smoke was gone by then. Yeah, but I'm talking yeah, yeah. about like when it when happened, it happened, like four or five years. Yeah, yeah, you deserve some type of phone call or something. Like conversation. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you can. And that was a thing. I was angry because I uh-huh. had so much respect for him. So I thought it was like a we better than this. Yeah, I thought it was a sucker move. Like you can't call. You yeah, left it on yeah. my voicemail in the middle of the day. You know I'm at work. <laughs> but um, you know, so I think that was probably the biggest thing I had to forgive. I don't know why that why that makes sense. It wasn't like because we weren't together technically, right? Um, but. Like, I just felt like he could have handled it, like, a little better mm-hmm. with the history. So I think I was angry at that more than anything else. Um, because, like I said, out of anything, the one thing that I, like, I admired him. I had respect for him. Yeah. And then I just lost all of it just based on how he handled the situation. Gotcha. You know, but, you know, I'm when the black... Looking at things really black and white helped me to truly just kind of see things see for what they it. were. Yeah, yeah. So now that you have, so now you have a coaching program mm-hmm. that helps women who are stuck in situations. Situationships. Yep. Explain, expound on that for me. So it's just um, first helping them to identify who they are in Christ. Because okay. I think when I began to, um, I always looked at God as a punishing judgmental God Mm -hmm. when I began to see him as a loving like father yeah uh everything changed so then I was able to see myself differently Mm -hmm. fall in love with who I was accept all the things that I hated about myself then I was able to say okay this is more black and white it's not a reflection of who I am correct and I'm okay making adjustments yeah like because I'm manipulative that doesn't mean that I have to remain (laughs) <laughs> I don't have to stay here. Exactly, I can change. Uh, and so helping them to identify and see God's love, helping them to develop self-love because of God's love, and then getting rid of the, the bad habits and then creating the boundaries. So we have been taught a lot of wrong things about relationships. Like I said, like you watching your mom and your dad, they're just trying to survive. Or you're seeing someone get cheated on multiple mm-hmm. times and you think, oh, okay, they've been together 10 years. That's cool. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. It works. 
But a lot of things that we're doing in order to just survive, we're taking them into our relationships and mm-hmm. thinking like the social media thing, stalking and riding past some, you know, riding yeah. past the house, and, right. you know, doing all this crazy stuff to control, um, getting rid of those habits because mm-hmm. we've been taught like we need to do those things in order to make it work. Right. Or, you know, it's so many things that we do as women mm-hmm. that are just unhealthy. Yeah. But we're carrying them into relationships and thinking like, this is going to work. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> no. And I mean, it's not even, it's not just women because well, of course sure. that's, yeah, the, yeah. that's what I always get. Well, why are you always focus? I'm, I'm coming from my perspective as a right. woman in my experience. Right. So, um, once they understand, okay, this habit that I'm doing is not good. Let me rid myself of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now I'm going to establish healthy boundaries because that was the biggest thing for me. Yeah. I didn't have any boundaries. Mm. It was like whatever he gave me, it was cool. I'm just going to take it. Because yeah. I, I just wanted to be loved so bad. Got you. So that's kind of how Sleeping Sound and Single came up because my first initial, the first title was, don't be afraid to sleep alone. Mm. Because what I recognize was sometimes, sometimes we'll just have somebody physically there yeah. so that we're not alone. Mm-hmm. But it's not, no peace in it, no love. None. <laughs> it's just, it's just, just someone there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So understanding like how important it was to like, singleness is not a curse. And being able to just rely and trust on God, trust in God, to know that he's going to provide a mate for you, you know, in the right time. And now looking back, I'm like, yeah, um, I'm glad that Mario is my husband. Yeah. You know, like some of the things in our relationships, it wouldn't have been able to be that way in that relationship. Right. right I wouldn't right. be the woman I am today if he, he pushed me closer to Christ. He he! I was the first man that I wanted to be better for mm. because I was pointing the finger so much. I thought, you know, it wasn't me. I was perfect. I yeah. was perfect. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> you know. So understanding like how to address my flaws, how to address my issues, and like be honest with myself. I don't think I would have been able to do that, or just experiencing that whole situation. It wouldn't make. I wouldn't be the woman I am today. Got you. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. It's like, so I just want to show other women, yeah. you know, that you don't have to just settle for anyone. Like, God has someone specific for you, and He'll give you all the desires of your heart, no matter how old you are. I got married when I was 37. You know, I had my first daughter when I was 37? 38. Yeah. How do you know? I'm 40. Wow. <laughs> so, it's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. But we get caught up in these relationships thinking we're too old. I don't want to start all over. Like, I've been with him this long. Uh, I don't want to learn. Like how you said, I don't want to learn the quirks and all these yeah. things about somebody new. But God will put you in a position where you're just as comfortable. Like, one of the things that kept me there, you asked me this. I thought no one was going to make me feel the way he made me feel. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I'm not going to leave because I don't. The other guy, I would try to date somebody, yeah. you know, the, the week he said I wasn't his girlfriend. Right, right. I would go date somebody and then it wouldn't feel the same. Yeah, so I'm yeah, like, yeah. I can't do this. So I just, I'll just stay here. It's just, you know, but 
you know, I love my husband. Like, mm-hmm. he is my best friend. And yeah. I, I truly believe that our relationship is because of Christ. Because I allowed him to take control and, you know, trusted him more than I trusted myself. Mm. That's real. Mm-hmm. That's real. I appreciate you coming through to share that. Yeah. I, this it was, was nice. It's, it's better. <laughs> it's even better. Yeah. Than hearing it through messaging than to hear it in person. Because you said... Has it, does it have any trauma? I'm like, uh, yeah, I would consider it to be trauma. <laughs> that's not, that's <laughs> it was a very, pretty traumatizing very to trauma- me. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing from start to finish, even like, you know, the relationship between you and your dad to now the relationship between you and men at the time, mm-hmm. those are very traumatic experiences because I think when people think traumatic experience, we think like the worst of the worst. Yeah. But everyone's experience is always going to be different. Yeah. And your experience in your situationships and your experience with, you know, with your mom and dad, and your experience, you know, finding yourself and your experience in finding your husband, like, it all led to creating you into a whole individual. Yeah. That women can now look to who are in situationships and who are desiring marriage because, you know, I've had friends who, like, you know, who've had strong desires for marriage. You know, I believe we all want it. Yeah. It's just all the way that we show how we want it. Mm-hmm. And you show exactly, okay, you can go through the woes or the highs, the valleys, the peaks, and all that stuff, the mountaintops <laughs> of relationships. But it's always when you identify with yourself and find your wholeness is when you find the partner who's right for you. Yeah. And that's yep. what your story exemplifies. Yep. And I appreciate that about your story, and I appreciate you sharing that. You're welcome. So I'm going to take a quick commercial break real quick. Okay. And then I want you to come back and leave a powerful message to women and men. Okay. I feel like you have a story for both men and yes. women in the story. <laughs> and that'll be you closing, closing us out. Okay. So this That's episode good. is sponsored by the Embolden Institute. It's the institute that I host myself, where I send out daily. We start off with daily text messages where we text you motivational stuff to help you get over your traumatic situation. Like I said, everybody's situation is totally different. It doesn't have to be something life and death. It doesn't have to be something where you are in, you know, in your hospital bed. Tra- trauma happens no matter however it happens. It happens because we all go through it and we all have to grow through something. So I want to help you through that growing process by texting you daily motivational uh, uplifting messages that you can help utilize and share to someone else. So text me at 404-476-6780. That's 404-476-6780. It's me who responds. No robots, no assistance. It's all me. We're talking. I'm coaching. We're doing all types of things. Close this out. <laughs> um, okay. So I think what's most important is being self-aware. Mm-hmm. I have to know who I am before I demand anything else from someone else. Yeah. And so the biggest thing that I always ask women, and and this can this can apply to men as well, is understand what you want. Mm-hmm. You may not want marriage, right? But if you just saw your your mom and your dad and your grandparents, and you may assume this is what I need to do, or even just the characteristics of your relationship like Mm. make your own rules right like my thing is you can honor god if you if your husband prefers to cook that's okay you don't have to put things on to your relationship or i should say your mate Mm -hmm. um but make your own rules to your relationship you don't have to put things on yourself it just I tried to do so many things based on other people in my life until I rec- recognized what worked for Shanique. 
Yeah. Of course, I'm like, I'm going to honor God in that, right? But what works best for our relationship? And it's no one else's business. So be, becoming self-aware yeah. is the most important thing. What do you want? Like, truly, what do you want? Or on the on the flip end, if we, and I have other peers that we always talk about this, other coaches. If you don't want to be an auntie, stop saying it. Like, but you've built up a defense mechanism because mm. you're lying to yourself because you don't want to say, I want to be married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to have kids. So now you're telling, convincing yourself that you're going to be the rich single auntie <laughs> and that's not what you want. For sure. So thoughts, thoughts and the words that you speak become things. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want that life, don't speak it. So be understanding who you are and speaking the life that you want. I called Mario my husband way before he was my husband. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I declare Did things. So let me tell you. I'm going to tell you this before we go. <laughs> I put him on my vision board. Like right. I was just calling him my husband first in my declaration. So mm. our pastor um, around the time that Mario and I, were, I was really making the decision. Like I, like I want him to be my husband. And there was nothing in the Bible that said I couldn't declare that he wasn't anybody else's husband. Mm-hmm. So I had full right to him. Yeah. So I started and at first it felt really crazy. So that's another thing. It's going to feel crazy when you start to declare things over your life that you don't see. So I remember like before it would say like I am married and I love my husband. And then I said I'm, Mario is my husband. I remember that night like this feels crazy. Yeah. But I started to declare that he was my husband and I put a picture of him (laughs) up on my vision board. It was a picture of us and it had like a little bride and groom. Mm -hmm. So I would take the vision board down when he came over. And one day (laughs) I forgot to take it down. And so he came in, he saw himself on the vision board. He was like. And so, I mean, now it's laughable, but it was like, is that? I'm sorry. I just. It's my vision, sorry. You know, uh, but it was funny because I'm like, dang. Oops. Now you know. Oopsie. <laughs> um, but yeah, but that's how that's how strong you have to be. Mm. Uh, I think we're just um, passive about the things that we desire in life. Mm. We don't understand our authority that we can call a thing that be not and it will become reality. Yeah. And that's what I did. And I just want to teach other women that, that they can genuinely, truly live the life that they're praying for. It don't have to just be a prayer. Mm. And every time I look at my husband and my daughter, I'm reminded, like, they only exist because I got God involved. Because when I was trying to do it on my own, it was a hot mess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so becoming self-aware and speaking the life, speaking the life that you want, getting, getting God involved. Mm, I love it. I love so, it. Yeah, I don't know if that was as powerful nah, that as was you good. That was good. That was good. That was but good. But it's um, it has changed my life. Nah, I can I can tell. Yeah, like just so. hearing the story and kind of like hearing the journey that you went through, mm-hmm. I can tell like you know the things and the being that yeah. helped change you, and I'm appreciative of that because it shows other people like you know you can declare what you want. You can say okay. I don't have to be just the rich auntie. I don't have to be passive. I don't have to be, you know, faking. In a 
Dead end relationships. Yeah, in these dead end relationships, <laughs> over and over, I can take some time apart and I can really get clarity on what I what I really want. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you again. You're welcome. Thank you, thank you for having me. No problem. Me. No problem. <laughs> we out, y'all. It gets no better than that. Of course, we out. Peace.